Yep. You don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, one of the beauties is like we're gifted this moment, this time frame. So, you know, do it today. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, and at the end of the day, tomorrow the sun will come up again. If you're blessed enough to be alive again, you could try again. Yep. You know, I failed a lot. I failed a lot before 50. I have, if I told you some of the things I did, you'd be like, holy crap. You know what I mean? And um, just jump, go for it. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. Guys, what's up? Back for another episode of Living the Red Life here with Michael, the TCEO, aka the GOAT. Look at those guns. Welcome, buddy. He took, he took 10K to 100 mil in product sales. That's why I wanted him here. Plus he's wearing a red shirt just for me. I made, I made sure to have the red shirt on today just for him. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thank you for having me. So a couple of things to go into right away. 100 mil in product sales. Yes, sir. The TCO, what is that? Like the capital T or the tea you drink? The, the tea you drink. Good. Healthy beverage. Dive in. Tell us the story. How did that happen? I started Fit Tea in 2013. Yeah. I had $10,000 to my name and literally... Got really, really fortunate. This beautiful thing God gave me, Instagram, landed right on my lap. But honestly, honestly, I was looking to lose weight. I tried a bunch of detox teas. They tasted really bad. Like that market is really generic. Yeah. And I was really obsessed with Apple at the time, like Steve Jobs. And how do you make a premium product? How do you make really high quality product that the consumer is willing to pay a premium for? Yeah. The average detox tea would go for like four to seven dollars, really inexpensive. And most of the time the ingredients reflect the price. Yep. Yep. And so I started obsessing with what's called artisan teas. And like artisan teas smell really great and they're fragrant and they taste almost as if they have sugar, but they don't have sugar. And so I started with a really small batch family company, was the only company that was willing to give me a singular box because I only had ten thousand dollars to start. Yep. And so I called a bunch of places and they were like, Oh, well, you know, we need at least a minimum order of 50 grand. I didn't, you know, it was out of the question. But this mom and pop just so happened, it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't realize that they were known for making artisan teas and they were really good at it. Like the the owner there, his name's Oliver. He was super passionate. And I didn't realize when I pick up the phone, this guy was going to be this ball of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I only need a box, you know. And so he was like sending me samples, 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 tried them all. They were amazing. They tasted almost like juice, you know, smelled amazing right when you opened it. So flagrant, so wonderful. And I was like, this is, I know I have something there. And uh, gave me one box. And then my next blessing was the name. Fit Tea was a six-letter domain, even in 2013. Yeah. Kind of expensive to get a six-letter domain, of even random numbers. So it was an auction, just so happened. And I was like, crap, you know. And I was really like, this is the name. I knew it in my spirit. Yeah. And I had just left work because I was working a job that I absolutely hated at the time. And I was driving home and I was bidding on my phone for the domain. And it was like 1000 I'm like, fuck, 2000 3000 fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, like not going to be able to win this auction. And actually the person really outbid me. It went to like 16000 Well, So I went home. I felt defeated. I was like, damn, I lost this auction. Yeah. It's beautiful, just a beautiful damn, damn name. And I was like, uh, where are we going to be? Weight loss, this. And I, you know, I felt so defeated. I went right to bed. The next morning I woke up, the register called me and you're like, listen, the guy that outbid you is not willing to pay. Huh. Right. And we'll give it to you for regular registration fee. Um, that's up, yo. A win. A win's a win, man. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was super, super happy. Like I, I remember that day very vividly. Drew the, you know, the logo by hand, scanned it into. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know you can just go hire yeah. graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very primitive website I created. There was no Shopify at the time, so or Shopify was in its infancy. So, but I wasn't aware of it. So really, you know, hyperlinked website sure. thing. No, no CRM, nothing. And then I, you know. Got the tea. We packed it by hand. Me and my mom, and just in, the, and we lived in a you know two bedroom condo, and we're just doing it all by hand with a hand sealer, stickers, you know, built the website, and then Instagram. Yeah. You know, I noticed that they, the people that hit the popular page were there for a certain period of time. You got to go back to 2013. Sure. A lot less bells and whistles than yeah, yeah. Most people know Instagram now. And I was like, I bet you if I contact everyone that makes the popular page, that an influx of traffic would come to the website. And I was a little bit knowledgeable in traffic because I had did SEO stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really primitive SEO websites. And so I understood analytics. I understood driving traffic, but nothing to this extent. So I spent maybe like, I don't know, like $2,000 in T, overall cost. But the traffic, I put all the money into buying shout outs. And I was like, I'm going to do like a big launch, you know? So me and my mom packed up. We thought it was a lot, like 400 units, like barely anything. Yeah. And, you know, I bought the traffic. And at the time, I had PayPal notifications on my phone. And, you know, I'm still pretty new to all this. Yeah. And so the first sale came in, like, the ads started going up. And they were, like, 25 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say the shout-out. They didn't know what they had. And, don't, I mean, the biggest person on Instagram at that time was only, like, 300,000. Wow. Really small. There wasn't really big whales yet. And a lot of the big whales were page owners. Yeah, 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 yeah. The few pages, yeah. And, um, so, you know, paid paid maybe, like, I don't know, 1,600, which I thought it was a lot. But, bro, it's just a nuclear... Just ding, 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 ding. It's like almost like it would not stop. It was... And I was like, holy crap. And I knew my life changed. Yeah, yeah. That moment. Quit my job. Went all in. Took every dollar. Did you sell out like you had to order more that day? We, I sold like... On the first day, it was $16,000 in sales. And just that little... And we only had like four. From like, so you got like a hundred X almost. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. And, and um, I knew, I knew everything was going to change. I knew my life was on a different trajectory and this was going to be like everything I had to obsess over. But when you do something like that so quickly, you don't have the infrastructure to support at all. Like, Turn out as you go. Email, you know, customer service, uh, you know, actually taking it to the post office, you know. Simple logic, but if you're on the second floor, you got to go down the stairs. Yeah. A lot of sacrifices in the beginning. I tell people all the time, you know, it requires a spirit that's very, because I would work from the moment I woke up, eyes went down. And it, wherever I landed, my mom would find me on boxes or on top of, like, there's photographs of me, knee deep, or like scooping up tea. You know? yeah. So that was kind of the, you know. Uh, and what what was the, that's awesome story, like that growth, right? And what, you know, this whole podcast is, the red life, right? And living the red life. And to me, you know, that's a play on taking the red pill and building your dream life, right? So a lot of people are trying to quit their job or in that position or grow their business. And it's super awesome probably for them to hear, like, it just starts somewhere, right? And it's like a combination of like idea, trust, risk, a bit of luck along the way, right? We know it's all of those things combined, right? But you made the decision to go through all that and fall asleep every night on the boxes and all that. Yeah, you gotta be. The BS you went through at the same time, I'm sure. All right. So, what was the, you know, Instagram and the influencers? Let's talk about that. How did that work? How does it work this day? How can people use it to, to make money? So, back then, you know, it was just a photo platform. Yeah. It was really easy to take a photograph and send a caption to somebody. 
and then negotiate a rate. Sure. You know, nowadays and age is much more competitive too. Back then, there was not so many bells and whistles. Yeah. You know, there was no live, there was no stories, there was no DMs for crying out loud. It was merely a photograph platform, and it had hyperlinks on the you know the profiles. Now it's much more harder to go. Okay, hey, go to the website directly from yeah. photograph. You're gonna have to build upon multiple iterations with a person and a visual. I'm really big now that brands are less meaningful and persons are more important. 100%. Yeah. And the more you become obsessed with really sharing who you are, like you're doing an amazing job, yep. right? You have created an identity, a color scheme. Everything that I was very passionate about, Fitteen, is what you're doing. Yeah. Like Fitteen had a set of colors and a set of ways of doing things and they all had to reflect upon that. You're literally doing the same thing. But the beauty is you can talk, yep. right? Yeah. Fitzy couldn't talk. So I told people all the time, the advantage of building a brand with a person as the face value is much bigger than just saying, okay, buy my product. And what's so funny about that is I learned from like a business guru like 10 years, 12 years ago, like, and he was older, you know, like 50, right? But he's like, never build the brand on you because you can never, it's hard to sell, right? And, and I totally agree. Like from a business valuation standpoint, it can bottleneck you, but it's like, I, and so I kind of went on part of a journey where I was like growing the company, trying not to be the face. And now I've like gone full circle the other way where I'm like the total face, but then I have, I flow it all into a company right. that can stand by itself. And I think that's like the perfect balance and it's like, you see that with like the Kardashians and Rihanna and like people that are building these billion dollar brands off the back of their name. It's like, if you can feed, use the personal brand to feed the entity, but still have some segmentation, that's the winning formula, I think. Yes, 100%. Like the Kardashians made a formula. They, they figured it out, yeah. Like uh, I remember uh, my first post with the Kardashian. How much was that? So I paid uh, Kylie Jenner, I paid her... Um, Twelve thousand dollars. That's my first post. Was that was you like? Yeah, I was like fucking crazy. You're like, oh my god, this is shit. Yeah, like, it was probably our biggest post at that point. Yeah, and it was like 2014, somewhere around there. How did you feel the minute wiring that money or sending it? Uh, it was pretty crazy. I was like, what the hell are we doing? This is nuts. But I was building upon what I was already doing. Yeah. So I, I knew it was going to be fine, but I didn't realize. Holy shit, she was going to make a 700 racks, you know, like from that singular post. And um, and the amount of traffic we had never seen anything yeah. like it. Yes, yeah. but it comes with side effects. You get much more eyeballs. You get much more eyeballs from legal and government. Yes, yeah, so, so there's different different aspects to it. So you have to be prepared for that influx of uh, of eyeballs. And you don't think that when you're a mar like we're marketers, yeah. right? And businesses trying to buy ads, yeah, yeah. Or and sell. Like how can I push this yeah, yeah. traffic? I was always watching the traffic meter. You know, I'm not a legal guy. Yeah. And my attorney would be like, what the hell did you do that? <laughs> what did you do now, Michael? And I'm like, oh, you know, we spent $2 million in digital ads on a Tuesday randomly, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I, by far, I was probably one of the most aggressive to ever do it. Like, Fashion Nova, me, and Rich, I always feel like we're in, intertwined a little bit. Yeah, Fashion Nova's like, dominate. Like, right now, he's the double goat. If I'm the goat, he's the double goat. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, because his category is much more. Bruh. You had to guess. Like a million dollars a week, maybe. More. I, and uh, more, yeah. 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 At this point, yeah. He's super aggressive. I was super aggressive. So, I mean, like, we never got that high. And it would always be, like, really peakful moments, right? So, I'd be like, oh, today we're going to do two million. Yep. But then the following week would be, like, a hundred. So, I spend right now, 
um, about 500k a month on Facebook ads for my own brand. How, if I spend that half a mil on the IG shoutouts, how do you think it would do? It would do, you would crash it. You think? Yeah. Even as like selling, because I see that with like Fashion Nova and like these broader products, right? Like weight loss tees, clothing. But when you're more in this like online money space, marketing space, you think the celeb shout out route still a good route? Hundred percent. Interesting. It there's a snowball effect that's intrinsic that you won't realize at first. Yeah, it compounds. And six months from now, they'll know you because you did that one thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it depending on how creative you decide to make those interactions, right? You can be boring and just Well, you know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But if you do what you're doing, yeah. it just makes it easy. Yeah. Right. And then people will know you for that. They know the color red. You don't own red, right? Soon. But see how that works? Like, so you're already on a path that's yep. much better than yep. most. Um, and it won't take long. It won't take long. And it already, like, I, every time, you know, like, I would walk up to Floyd Mayweather and he goes, Rudy Red. Right. You know, Grant Cardone, the same. Yeah. And it's like, we, we double down on that and you double down right. on that side too, right? That's amazing. And then you add the celebrity, you add the creative, you add the influencer. I was... I was in the case of, I didn't care who promoted the product, right? As long as the product was getting some type of exposure. Sure. And I'm a believer in like everything, like, right? Like radio, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put you on the moon, I'll put you on the moon. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's how I think about brands. And I was super obsessed of like, how do I turn Fit Tea, this thing that I created in my mama's house into Coca-Cola? How did I, how would I do that, right? Coca-Cola has been around for a hundred years. They got a lot of time, but yep. they didn't have an Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if they had Instagram back in, you know, 100 years ago, they would probably be one of the show. Sure. Yeah. Their biggest brand now, can you imagine they had that amplification? But they did, like, I would even say they figured it out still, because, like, I remember, like, there's old clips and stuff of, like, them with the military, right? Like, during the war, like, right. you know, ads with coat. So that's probably, like, that was with us, and yeah, like the influence. Where would be the broadcast, right? Media's, you know, media, yeah, newspapers, right? Is the front of a newspaper, right? Something, right? Like, but it's it's interesting to think about it. Yeah, right. It's it, so when I had fifty, I had ten racks. Like, how am I going to turn into a Coca Cola? I didn't have any private investors. I was doing this on the whim. You know what I mean? And you know, as I took capital, I would put it back into the business, and yep. the revenues would support whatever madness I was coming. They say what we do. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, and so I really fuck with what you're doing, right? Like it's the same type of energy yeah. vibe. So I just want to see you win. Yeah. Like I'm another one. Like before, obviously when we met. Yeah. But now you got the go on this side. Yeah. Press some buttons. <laughs> so I think one thing with the celebrity stuff, like because we're obviously we work with celebs, Floyd and people. People think it's out of reach. Everyone else that I know is like, how the what are you doing, right? Talk to that, because like I think there's people listening that could do the celeb shout outs. Jenna, shout out a book. So Four Hour uh, Work Week yep. by Tim Ferriss. This simple chapter in there that he talked about. That book had a big impact on my Yaller first book that I read. And like Tim, like if you're watching this, yeah. like you need to come over here, spend some time with with, with my guy, because like I was like super influenced by that. Book, yep, right too. And such so. <laughs> He had it inside the book. So I was like, I'm just going to contact all the companies that were in the book. Yeah. And they started, wow, they started contacting me back. It was crazy. Particularly, I got a hold of an agent. His name was Bob. And Bob was just a squirrely older man that just had his foot in some industries, right? But he was a good salesman, right? He would call me and, and then he got me in a flow too. I loved it. He Because every week, instead of it being like, oh, I'll send you 10K and then he would vanish, he would call me. He was like, I got this guy. I got this next guy. Oh, I need you to go here. 
oh, I got this next guy. And that gave me the gas to keep the money kind of in an era that nobody knew, yeah. like, really sponsorship, right? So we were kind of creating that. He was a bit like the sales, yeah. the you on the yeah. influence. I got really, again, another blessing that I didn't realize I was going to get this this guy that was yeah. going to go sell for yeah, me. On, and he was obviously making sure. good money. Yeah. But that's the whole point. A lot of times, young entrepreneurs, one of my biggest rules is when you give, you get, right? And that comes to money, love, time, energy. And a lot of times, entrepreneurs forget that. It's not just, okay, I'm going to pay this guy to go do it. It's that guy's got energy to that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, he was opening doors for himself sure. to get into different rooms. And then as time went on, we were making so much noise on social that kind of kind of flew to us. It, it's not like you said, it comes out of all the yeah. effects starts to happen. And you just, you know, you grab it and... A lot of times it's picking up the phone too. Like that's the other thing I talk to entrepreneurs is really strange. Thank you economy doesn't really flow very well anymore. We look at most e-com guys look at it as straight numbers. Sure. I'm going to send traffic to a website and you get desensitized that you forget that there's an actual human being trusting you with their money. Right? That it's that value exchange yeah. that they forget that like, okay, I'm going to say thank you. Yeah. And that goes from marketing to. We call every single customer. As it, it's up people downstairs in that office, call every single customer. Because if you don't do that, where does the the line draw? And then why everyone changing. wants to automate it, right? It's like order AI and automation. And I've learned like, I just do the opposite because it's like, I get that from like an efficiency standpoint, but I have a hundred employees, which is my, I think, advantage over every other internet marketer, right? Everyone else, they make more money profit than me, but they have 20 staff. So I'm like, well, I've got, I can build the team and the company. So I think I can build more connection with the members, more personalization. Cause I have the hands here. I can build more content. So like I'm playing the long game, right? That I'm going to win. Cause eventually I'm going to have 500 employees. Of course. No one else is right. Maybe grand, but that's it. But that infrastructure that you're building is, you know, micro and over time, like in a year or two years, 10 years, Yeah. like a lot of people. They want the success in a month, sure. you know, like 30 days or less. They don't, and they don't want to even go the whole endurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm giving you a lot of kudos, man. Like I, I see what you're doing here. It's amazing. It's really, it's really something special. I think uh, with a little bit of tweaks, a little bit of special sauces, yeah. magic, dude. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so I like that. Yeah. So let's talk about like a hundred mil is a lot of sales. There's a lot of sales. A lot of sales, right? So the influencer side's a big part of it, but but what else, right? Because there's more that came after that that you listened. I mean, Fitzy had a lot of different channels. First was, you know, me building a small business, really. And I was always really obsessed with margin. Like, how do we, even if it's 10 cents, how do we become more efficient? So for the most part, it's a high margin business because it's just tea. You know, tea costs, you know, maybe 20 cents for a tea bag, you know, um, for one finished product with 14 tea bags, you know, it's less than a dollar to make the full product. There's margin. Yeah. Even if you're not, even if you're stupid, you know what I mean? So I was stupid in the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. It's just a cup worth of tea. Here we go. And we're sealing it, you know, and my mom and me high-fiving. But as time went on, you have to become more efficient as scale becomes a problem. And, uh, so we built really efficient teams and machinery. I had like literally one of the biggest tea manufacturing um, facilities right in Orlando, Florida, uh, that we were doing 80 bags a minute. So, but it, you know, that didn't happen overnight. Just like year one, we were doing everything by hand, you know, cut it, bag it, sell it. Yep. Different than the illegal game, we were doing it legal, yeah. you know, 
with a scale and people doing it by hand. And then as time went on, we got our first piece of equipment and that was a clunky monster and it only did 14 bag, but it was like manual and it used compressed air. It's it crazy. So, and it's funny because like me and you, right, we've grown, we've grown through those phases, but I'm sure just like I do now, obviously you're out of it these days, but at some point when you got to like the end or the top, you look like, you just think one day, like I still remember like packing it, right? It's like crazy to look back. I remember hiring on Upwork and Fiverr my like first two staff in India at $5 an hour sitting on a bench in Tampa working by the river pulling my hair out because I had to explain 20 different times about mobile optimization to this guy that barely understood English right, right? and it's like now we're running million dollar launches and I'm not even involved like I just QA it at the end and give the strategy and it goes live and I'm like oh that was good well done great job guys if I ever want yeah but it's like just crazy Right, it's crazy. That spark, yeah. That spark is so special. I tell people all the time, really focus on that moment because your time, you know, we we have, we're limited time sure. moments. You know, yeah. we're not here for very long. I'm very blessed to be here with you today, yeah. right? Like this is a moment of our lives. Yeah. And it's the same thing with business. Like I look back in the eight years, I tell people the money. It's it. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's an amazing thing. It's a means to the end. Yeah. Right. Like the thing. Really, the really greatest gift I ever received was the actual going through 50, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody can be me, right? Nobody's going to know. I can't be you, right? Like, I'm not doing your journey. So that journey was such an awarding thing that sometimes- The early days are so special yeah. too, right? Get to look, yeah. you know what I mean? And we get so transfixed on the capital that we forget, okay, my mom's right there building. So I spent a lot of time on Oh, I'm doing this thing with my cousin over here, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm packing up bags over here. My best friend's losing his mind because the boxes are not here yet. He wants to get it done because he wants to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. And that spark is really hard to replicate too. Like I get a taste of it from time to time. Yeah. Like, like here today, I'm getting like I feel like I almost can taste that. Even though you're in a different level, don't get me. You're not in the beginning. You're already in the mid to even towards the end. Yeah. Really, right. But that spark is super. Yeah. You know, it's special. You don't really see it. And I find, like, I, I'm conscious of that because sometimes you drift out of alignment to it, right? Like, even unintentionally, you're growing, stuff's going well, you do a new partnership. And, like, I, every three months, I check myself because sometimes I'm, like, I'm not enjoying my day-to-day -day anymore. I'm on too many calls. There's too many things. There's, half of this doesn't serve me. And it only it's only in the last year or two that I've been, like, strong enough to say no, like, could it right even because it could be a million dollar thing and it's like very hard to like go sorry is like i'm i yes i'm probably gonna lose five million but sorry because it just doesn't lie ass yes. yeah like you only can go you're a human being so like you can only go so far like when i hear about elon musk i'm like what he has to be an alien right like there's no like how how is that even yes and like i couldn't i feel like i'm a good entrepreneur and i still feel like i'm still early in my entrepreneur journey you know, because you look at like top CEOs, they're yeah, we're we're in a, yeah, they're twice our yeah, age for sure. So you know, I feel like I'm still early in the game. Yet I've done a lot of really amazing things, but it's you only could do so much before you start to burn. Like for me, fifty like around 2016, I started getting anxiety. I didn't realize I had this underlying, but I kept pushing forward. Yeah. And then eventually I got a full-on disorder. I, mm. I was a full-on GAD and I was out the game for like a year. Yeah. It took me to recover. Well, And uh, I always tell people um, my secret of recovery because of what happened to me. I didn't know it was going to happen. And I feel like it's not discussed in the entrepreneurial world at all. We wear these 
if you want to brag, yeah, yeah. Ego, and it, it go from one entrepreneur to the next entrepreneur to the next, and they don't show kinks in their armor. Yep. And in, I like to, you know, share that all the time with people because uh, it was a tough moment in my life. So Dr. Clara Weeks, super simple book, Hope and Help for Your Nerves. She was a research scientist. She realized that her patients, she was a, a regular practitioner doctor. She wasn't a psychologist. But they were experiencing symptoms that she couldn't diagnose. She couldn't understand why they were having panic attacks, why they were nervous, why their hands were shaking, yeah. um, why they felt nervous all day long, like me. I had a panic attack driving home. I was working on so much crap. I was doing manufacturing. I had Walmart calling me on the phone. I had, you know, a million dollars here, $500,000 going that way. Kardashians, yes. Oh, I need to be on a plane in LA. Okay. Try to lose weight because you're the face of the 50. Okay. All right. So I was doing all these crazy things. And then I got, like had one panic attack, but I was like, oh, it's, you know, I'm going to rest and go home. Yeah. The next day I woke up, I was still shaking. I was like, wait, what? Why am I shaking? And no doctor could give me the right answer. It's crazy. And uh, so... Six months of that. <laughs> and what happens is with a disorder, it's typically like a bad habit. Yep. You start to obsess. Instead of obsessing over the business, I was obsessing over my symptoms. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so I recommend that book all the time to entrepreneurs because it's like undoing yeah, that. the habit. It's undoing. It's, and it's such a simple, it's called the acceptant method. I don't want to like go too deep in it. I always like to touch on it because it was really important. It sparked into happy tea. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I still, yeah. Happy tea. yeah. I recover from a disorder and I decide, you know what? I'm going to go public in the Canadian markets and uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to raise a bunch of money. That's what we do as entrepreneurs, right? We're our biggest enemies. So I, I always say like on that, I mean, it's important. I always tell myself internally, I can do anything. I just can't do everything. Yeah, and I, it's, a good, it's a good motto. Yeah, I always tell myself that sometimes when I want to make the hard decisions on what do I keep and not keep. And if I'm doing too much, I just remind myself of that. So just to finish up, I would love to like, what is some of the craziest stories of going to a hundred million product sales? Like, there's, cause there's, we've talked about, you know, people don't, where do we be? see it? <laughs> like we're like running big companies, a hundred staff, like th there's a lot of BS. So what are some of the crazy, so good, bad? What are some of the, I've only told this story probably like two, so you're getting some exclusives. Okay. So, uh, I got a call in the middle of the night. It was a bunch of numbers on my phone. So I'm like, there was a very big prank culture in my office. Like your car would disappear. And it'd be, you'd go look it up and it'd be like 30 minutes away. You know, like my best friend would be like, have a good time, you know, like, or the, you know, the office would be filled with bricks. Yeah. yeah. Walk in and there'd be like literally a hundred bricks. Like they must've took like three hours to do this. But it was a very prank culture. So I got a call and it was this guy. He's like, I have your container. And it was like very sinister. And I thought I was getting pranked. I'm like, fuck off, yo. Jamel quit playing with me, you know? I got your container. I want a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, are we going to burn the whole thing? But I legitly had a container coming from overseas, you know? And it was not like $5. It was a, it was a, literally a, a whole thing for the whole GNC stores, all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And the next day I get a call and it's the FBI. And it's, I'm like, holy shit. It's, they were like, we intercepted pirates. I was like, I was talking to motherfucking pirates. <laughs> Yeah, I would have just gone in all staff and then just said, at channel, who was that good one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100% thought it was a prank. Yeah. And um, no, it was legitly. And so, so did I like, recover the, we covered it. They're like, it's safe. It's on the way, Mr. Gonzalez. Everything's fine. And we, so we get it. We're laughing, you know, we're opening up and fucking things. So you're like, my taxes were, went to use, use. Yes. They really, they protected my shit. And I get it. And 
it was all misspelled. There was a misspelling during menu. I was like, fuck, why didn't the pirates print uh, I don't the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was calling the number, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was that one. That's a good one. That's in a, another one. I got invited to Puff Daddy's 50th birthday. Good friend of mine um, is really close with Puff. And I got really this super, you know, special thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I had dressed to impress. And every celebrity in the world was there. And I didn't realize how heavy. I'm talking Kobe Bryant, the Kardashians, DJ Khaled. Yeah. Every mofo was there. I was drinking shots with Post Malone and... And at some point in the night, I was like going through a crowd. It's so, you know, it's puff party, super crowded. Yeah. And kind of got wedged between a group of people. And I, you know, I'm looking this way and I look this way and it's Beyonce. And so, you know, I'm at that point, I'm really sober. It's early in the evening. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Beyonce, you look beautiful. I'm, I, you know, I hope you have a really wonderful evening. She's like, thank you. And she's like, I'm like, you want to dance for a second? Cause we're wet, you know, we're literally like stuck. She's like, ah, she just laughs, you know. I'm like, have a great evening. Of course, fast forward the clocks four hours later at a Puff Daddy's party, I go up, you know, you think you created a connection with Beyonce. <laughs> and so I like walk up to her like, Beyonce. <laughs> and not non behold me, like Hove is right behind me. And he like gives me a small shove. He didn't like push me, but in my mind, it was like, rah, you know. <laughs> I turn around, who the hell put, he's a really big man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was super cool. It was not like he was trying. He was literally trying to get me out the way because he was going in that. I don't think yeah, yeah. he, I, in my mind, he pushed me because we were, dancing with, we were trying to dance with Beyonce in my drunken state. But it was it was just that he was trying to get out of the, like me out of the way in his direction. And of course, a lot of people there were like in their faces with phones and yeah, stuff. So yeah. I wasn't doing that. I was legitimately just trying to have a really fun night. So I thought you were going to lead with that you asked to, you tried to negotiate a shout out. <laughs> no, are you crazy? False party? No, nah, the, the, the closest business stuff I did there was just like trying to be cool. It's the craziest shout out that ever happened. The Kardashian. Yeah, definitely Kim. Yeah. It took, it took a lot longer to get. So like from Kylie, probably 2015. Oh, wow. So it was a step in swing. Yeah. No, it's much earlier than that. 2014, I got Kylie, but it took. Four or five years later to get Kim. So, you know, 700 something thousand dollars for Kim. That's what it was. And was it worth ROI? Oh, yeah. Totally worth it. They're an amazing family. Every, they go above and be like, people don't realize they're just people too. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, they really tried, you know, like it, they ended up giving me like stuff into the TV show and our products showcased. And it was just really, and they're like really cool too. And, um, but super great for the brand. They opened doors that we probably never, like Walmart's deal was probably a precedent towards the working with them. Obviously we did a lot of marketing, but the snowball effect happened. Yeah, I love you know? that. That's important. People always look at like, especially as, as marketers, Grant Cardone, I talk a lot with him about this and he's like a big advocate. ROI, like as marketers, we can sometimes fall in the trap of like, okay, I spent a hundred K. Did I make a hundred K right. back? Yeah. But like, and I'm a big, like I invest money and stuff and people, my, even my staff are like, what are you doing? It's like, what, you're the ROI guy. Why are you doing this? And I'm like, you're not getting the, like, let me explain like how this is going to work. And then they say, okay, I get it. I don't know if they really do, you know, but, yeah, no. but, but some of the, some of the time <laughs> they're like, okay, you're, kind of, you're crazy, but okay. Right. We're going to listen, you know. It takes time. Like a lot of times the Bugazi effect happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't quite have the can't just say one-to-one, -one, right? And if you're willing to go over that jump and know that the chess move five moves ahead sure. is much better than the 
But but you've got to be the strategist to do that. You got to think right. ahead. You yeah. got to, and you got to take risks in this life. Nothing is rewarded unless you take some type. Of- and I feel that's what Elon does with Twitter. Yeah, right. Like he's just playing a bigger chess game than we can yeah. fathom, most of us. But most people won't get him. Like no. the dude soon fucking rocket ships and make yeah, electric cars. Exactly. Like who the fuck will be to talk about that guy? Yeah, you know, like most people, the crit- understand the stockholders, right? Sure. But a lot of times, stock orders are just a skin, one-to-one. they look looking really short. Yeah. And maybe he's fucking wrong. Who knows? Like, in the we'll see, right? See, right. But he seems to have pulled some yeah, yeah. shit so far. People ask me a lot. <laughs> I, I did an interview on him. I'm, like, recovering that. And I'm, like, I think the guy, he's just at a different level, and he's got a plan figured out, and we'll see it right at the end of the day. But I think he I mean, he knows what he's doing. Like, I feel like the reason why Twitter has a lot of relevance is because of him. Like that's, oh, that's him. Yeah, that's him. I've been a big Twitter user for a long period of time, like probably since really early on, like almost from launch. And um, I feel like it's much better than it's ever been. Yeah. Right. Like uh, I almost feel like it's a platform to put money into again. That's the innovation side that I think is why I believe in Elon. And like you're a great example of like you you innovated in your own way. The whole Instagram shout out thing. You were one of the first, and it scaled you to where you scaled and you had to figure that out as you go, right? And it's like success in life rewards those people, the risk takers, like you said, the innovators. So, yeah, I mean, I think for everyone, you know, listening and to understand the influence impact, the compounding ROI, the use of celebrities and that more is possible if they think it's possible. But I also feel the inspiration, you were packing boxes in your, you know, with your mom. Super cool. If you have the heart and the... You know, you have to put it into the universe. There was a long period of time. Like, I was working a job I didn't like, right? And this is as personable as I can get, right? There was, like, a six-month window where it was just manifestation, if you want to call it, prayer, if you want to call it, whatever it is of, I'm going to build something, and I'm going to put it into the universe. It was also me putting it on paper and saying it, and then telling people, I'm going to do this thing. And then also the study. People don't realize education... And really putting that time to really learn a craft requires time into studying the thing, you know? But then it's like, how do you take that study and knowledge and put it into practicality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, you know, it was SEO. I'm going to learn how to do, you know, analytics. But that had an effect, understanding and having a logic of, okay, the social media thing has come. I think it could be a traffic source, right? That's how I looked at it. I didn't think of it like, oh, I'm going to become famous, right? I looked at it as like, oh, just as simple as like, I can get clicks on a way. So it's about so simple, you know? And so like that belief system of first, you know, number one, I believed I could do it. I had saved my own money of work that was really hard for two years and not a lot of money either. Yeah. And risked it, you know, put, yeah. put it on black and said, okay, we're going to do this thing. Yeah. I won't thought it was. And you didn't buy the Rolex, you put it on you. The first major purchase, I tell people I bought a Tesla cash. Yeah. A Model a Model S. My mom basically had to put a gun to my head because it was like, I, do I need this? Do I really need this? Do I really need to buy this? It was a lot of that, you know. It took, it. I, I don't really spend. Yeah, yeah. Like I tell people all the time, for me, at least, wealth was more about, like, I can do whatever I want. Freedom, yeah. Whatever I can do. You know, I, tomorrow, if I want to sleep in, I'm going to sleep in. Right? Cool. 
Where some people, it's, you know, the trinkets and the things, and yeah, yeah. which is great too. You know, everyone's both is different. But, you know, building a legacy within a brand is the most, like, you can't take that away. Everyone knows me as the Fit Tea guy. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know, wherever I go, if they know about it. And I'm not even, like, really well-renowned. But the brand, if I show them a picture, like, oh, see it on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the ticket. Oh, you know? can't ever take that away. Like, yeah, it's, really, it's a really cool thing. So just to finish, I always ask this question towards the end. The whole, you know, show and the theme of my brand is taking the red pill, building your dream life, living in Wonderland. What would you say to someone that's on the edge deciding between the blue and red pill? Just jump, man. Yeah. Life's so short. Yeah. You don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, one of the beauties is like we're gifted this moment, this time frame. So, you know, do it today. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, at the end of the day, tomorrow the sun will come up again. If you're blessed enough to be alive again, you can try again. Yeah. You know, I failed a lot. I failed a lot before 50. I have, if I told you some of the things I did, you'd be like, holy crap. You know what I mean? And um, just jump, go for it. Good. I love it. Well, let's wrap up there. You heard it here. Jump first, figure it out, make the decision, commit, go all in. That's what we always say. That's how you can live the red life. Dude, I appreciate you yeah. coming on. Thanks. Thanks. Until next time, guys, keep living the red life.